0: spend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life.
1: Now, here is Richard Levy. Hello, dear friends in the United States. In Canada, all over North America, all over the world, I am Richard Levy, and welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. Regardless of your living conditions, you deserve a life of wealth. You deserve a life of prosperity. You are worthy of a life of happiness and health. A big thank you to our guest last week, Chris Vaca who at 56 years of age, my dear friends, went from basically a net worth of $0.00 to a life of wealth and prosperity. If you didn't get to hear his motivating story, simply go to my website, thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com, and click Radio Shows. I think you'll find his story very motivating and very enlightening. How to Let Go of Fear and Negativity and Begin Living a Life of Goals, Abundance and Success Just Like Chris are just a few of the topics we'll discuss at our upcoming seminars. On October 19th, we'll be in the Big Apple, New York City, the Westin in Times Square and then downtown Chicago on December 7th. Just $30 a person. I promise you this, ladies and gentlemen, by the time we complete at 4 p.m., you will feel new feelings of self-love and self-confidence, confidence Confidence in yourself and confidence in your future. If I were to say what is the most common email or question I receive, it would be this. I have been reading all kinds of self-help books. I say affirmations till I'm blue in the face, yet things do not seem to change. My finances are more or less at the same level they were when I started reading and studying about this so-called law of attraction. When will I attract more money? The short answer is that if you change your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, your life should change. If it doesn't happen, then something else has to be going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully today. I'm excited to talk to a wonderful woman who is clearly motivated to succeed and prosper. In fact, I believe she, like a lot of you, could teach the course on wealth. Let's find out what is going on and get her on the route to abundance. Please join me in warmly welcoming Karen McCoy. We'll talk to Karen Find out what is going on and how we can possibly recommend a different path to prosperity. Hi, Karen. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts.
2: Thanks, Richard. Thanks so much for having me.
1: You are so welcome. You sound great, Karen.
2: I'm Karen. Good.
1: I'm glad you do. I feel your energy. I love that. Also, Karen. For most of your life, you kept to traditional secretary-type jobs, such as waitressing. You were a booth gal, a phone gal, and you basically did not like all that, those type of jobs. Am I correct on that? Absolutely, yes. Okay. And although you have been practicing all the so-called feel-rich exercises from various motivational self-help-type books... You really have not made more than a certain about a month, annual salary. What kind of salary have you been making, more or less in average?
2: Yeah, I would say average between thirty and fifty thousand a year. Yep.
1: Okay, thank you for your honesty in sharing that with us, Karen. Karen, before we get to your fantastic passion, what you love to do, which I find very exciting as we well, are listeners, I think we need to focus on you, your thinking. In other words, where you, Karen, focus your attention, thoughts, conversations, and feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, the primary question that Karen posed to me was with her frustration of thinking and feeling rich yet not experiencing experiencing much success and wealth. And this is really very common as I mentioned when we opened the show. When someone is stuck and nothing is happening, there is always a reason why. So Karen Please tell me and our listeners around the world, to the best you're ability, please, what did you learn in a nutshell from all, any or all the books about changing your thoughts to create wealth and prosperity in your life?
2: Well, I guess for me over the years, what I've always learned is you have to go and have the end in mind. You need to feel it and act as if and walk as if and put it into the present. So I, I'm quite capable of doing that, and it's interesting. I've done it in a lot of areas in my life when it came to creating my business or um, the amazing home I live in, but it never worked with the financial and I also know you're supposed to just let it go and don't ask how, and I'd be good with that for a while, and then it would start to, the doubt would start to trickle in and then the the idea of well, how can I do this? I'm not worthy of this. So I knew all the stuff I've read all the books, and I can teach it to other women. I never taught financial prosperity because I wasn't there, but I could teach about your passion and getting your passion out there for the world and making that your life's work. But the financial uh, never quite followed, hasn't followed, so
1: hence I'm talking to you. Well, first of all, I love you, I hug you for being so honest with me and with our listeners. You manifested a lot of good material things in your life your, with your business, your home, and I sincerely congratulate you. On those successes, yet in the money, the dollars and cents, that's an area where we need to work on. And there's one word you threw out there, Karen, and I love you for your honesty. Ladies and gentlemen, did you catch it? Worth. W-O-R-T-H. Worth. And that is where we're going to put a lot of our attention on today. So, Karen, I am convinced you could teach the course. You could join me in New York our Chicago and you could teach it but we need to find out what's going on so we can get those dollars and cents multiplying doubling and tripling and quadrupling. Are you ready to roll up your sleeves and get going on this? I am more than ready. Okay (laughs) folks putting positive energy into your mind which Karen knows how to do is generally only one half of the equation but here is where it really gets interesting. Let's talk about What's going on with Karen that might be a distraction? Karen, you had mentioned that you have to work hard to ensure you're worthy. Yes. Please tell me, where does that come from? That is, worth comes from hard work. Yes. You know,
2: and I think that's my motto. And, uh, you know, I'm also into astrology. Ironically, the sign Taurus uh, Is all about hard work. So I guess I was kind of born into that. But honestly, I think it came from my father, who was a very driven man, and he really pushed me to excel. Uh, you know, if I came home with an A minus, he said, "How come you didn't get an A plus?" That kind of stuff. On one hand, he congratulated me on my strengths and my tenacity, but on the other hand, there was always that undercut that I might have fallen just a little bit short. So for me, I think in my family, in order to earn his praise. I had to work hard, but I, you know, interestingly enough, I don't. I I don't like when people say you haven't earned it because I. There's something in me that says, oh yes, I have, and I'm going to work 110 percent, not just 100 percent. So everything I do in my business, in my home life, and my family and friends know this. Um, I go beyond. I go beyond to have a guarantee that nobody can ever say I didn't work hard enough to get it, so that I myself would know that I deserve it, but I have to stretch beyond where most people go, and then I feel, okay, I've lived it, I 've suffered a lot. Now I deserve to have this. And that I 've had that ever since I was a little girl.
1: Well, fantastic. What's fantastic? Fantastic. Again, you're so honest in telling me and the audience that this message came from your father, who I know is not with us anymore, a well-intentioned man. But I'd like to start with putting some new thoughts in your beautiful mind, in your emotions, and that is, Karen. Karen, listen to me. Worth comes from being alive. Karen, you are worthy for your charm, your personality, your energy, your love, your conversation. It does not come from approval of anyone else. It does not come from good grades or bad grades. It comes from being alive. It does not come from good work, bad work, or indifferent work. In fact, Karen, I want you to meditate on this mantra. I am worthy and deserving of self approval, self love, and self appreciation for just being Karen. I want you to look into the mirror and love and appreciate yourself and begin to let go of finding fault with yourself. Yes, when the show is over with, you can, we'll send you the link so you can get that affirmation down. Karen, when you look in the mirror, And if you find anything you're angry about, or you feel like a fraud, or you experience any self-hate, displeasure, then you need to write an anger letter to someone. And we're going to come back to that later. Before we go on, does that make sense about what he told you about grades has nothing to do with your self-worth?
2: It does, but there's a big chasm there. (laughs) I feel a big gap, but yes, it does make sense. It feels very uncomfortable.
1: Okay, good. Well, this is just a start here, mm-hmm. and but I wanted to differentiate, start separating from these messages from your father. You mentioned that life should be fair, and that the hardest working one should be rewarded. Who taught you that one?
2: I uh, I don't know. Um... I've kind of looked at that one. I don't trust something unless I've worked my way through it and it's visceral for me. And then I feel free to teach it to others. So all my clients know everything I teach them is everything I've learned. So I guess in that way, it uh, it ensures that I'm not a fraud in my own mind Um, But for me, when I see people taking a shortcut or what I see as a shortcut, I get mad because I'm thinking, hang on, I had to suffer. I had to put the work in. How come you don't? And I actually find myself getting a little bit resentful but also a little bit interested in, wow, what made them feel so confident in themselves that allowed them just to um, know within themselves that they deserve it. And that's something I've always kind of resented, but I want at the same time.
1: That makes sense. Let's pick up on that after the break. You've touched on some very interesting topics about work ethics. I am Richard Levy with our dear friend Karen McCoy, and you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. We'll be right back with Karen as we make further discovery into Karen's thinking. Be right back.
0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com.
1: Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Richard Levy, hosting Wealthy Thoughts, and our dear guest today is Karen McCoy. And Karen came to us with a question that is very common. I've been reading all the material about how to think myself to wealth, But nothing's happened, at least in the financial side of it. So we're looking to see what else may be going on in her mind, what else she may be focusing on that may be distracting her from accumulating wealth that she's so dearly worthy of. Karen, before we went to the break, you were mentioning that life should be fair and that the hardest working one should be rewarded. And you came across that honestly – What I'd like to say about that is, first of all, I want you to get that uh, 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 metaphorically that delete key and begin to hit your mental delete key. That is what I mean by that, Karen. Is I want you to start letting go of that word "should." Mm. Life is not fair, and life is not unfair, Karen. Life is life, and I'm take life is life, and I want to take it further than that. We take it as it comes. Begin to choose instead to welcome, embrace, and accept life that is people, things, the economy, your family, your friends as they are. Now, Karen, I want to say very rapidly, that does not mean that you like them or you agree with them. You are letting go of what I call resistance. Karen, resistance is is when we push away. And I believe you were experiencing lots of resistance because you were telling me before the break when people become wealthy, quick, uh, very fast, that bothers you. And we're gonna talk about that in a second. But I want to be sure you understand this concept of resistance that a lot of us experience. You are experiencing, in my opinion, lots of resistance that you came about very honestly from people who raised you. Karen, and ladies and gentlemen, resistance is pushing away from life, people, or situations we disagree with or do not like. Resistance is pushing away from things we don't want to happen or occur. So remember to start welcoming, embracing, and accepting situations and people as they are. Doesn't mean you like them, doesn't mean you agree with them. At the same time, you give yourself permission in your self-talk that you can disagree with certain people and you can feel differently without being disagreeable. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, it does. Yeah,
1: for sure. Okay, great. And I hear a different tone in your voice. Mm -hmm. When you start pushing, you start attracting the negativity. And that's something you came about honestly, and it takes practice, but I believe you can work your way through that. Karen, you were talking about also, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have a hard time, and a hard time may be an exaggeration, but I'm going to say the hard time with instant success in others. Uh, Am I correct on that? Yes,
2: yeah. And I don't – I mean, I'm happy for their success. I'm not saying I I want anything bad to become of it. I am happy when I see other people because that means there's an opportunity or a chance for me to as well. But if I'm doing – more work than they are, then I think, how come I'm not being rewarded? So it's more, again, about um, the the fairness thing. And, um, and well, gosh, if they've got it, how come I don't? Because I always work harder than anybody. That's okay. always my
1: strength. <laughs> my sincere apologies for interrupting you, but I want to take a snapshot of what you just said. Yes. You gave another clue of about your thinking, your modus operandi, and your belief system. And I ask you sincerely from my heart to look at that after the show's over with in your minutes and hours and days after we complete the show. Instead of comparing yourself to other people, whether they're instant success types, let's say a lottery winner or mm-hmm. someone invents something like facebook or twitter and sells it for billions or an actor an actress that goes from being a waiter waiter or waitress to an overnight star in hollywood and gets signed for a movie where they are paid some 30 million Mm dollars where do you think this came from where you have a hard time with people uh becoming successful and then comparing yourself if they got it why isn't karen getting it where do you think that came from I think it just came from
2: seeing in my world as a young girl, everything I've gotten has been through hard work. And so that was kind of instilled and strengthened in me every time I went out and I won a championship or I I, I was top of the class or I won a scholarship, that kind of stuff. So I think it was kind of ingrained also in a time period where, um, you know, it was a d- different time 40 years ago when I was being raised in Ontario and we didn't really look at instant success. We didn't have the access maybe to uh, the, the media and, of course, didn't have the Internet. So I think for me, again, it's just a family trait. I saw my father, um, he quit school when he was 10 because he had to help his family and uh, never finished school but became a very strong and successful entrepreneur. But again, I saw him suffer through years of it as well and I saw his health deteriorate and then I saw we went from poor to fairly well-off, upper-middle class. Again, I think it was just instilled back then but I also think, too, a lot of it was chiding from my own family. Um, I, I care too much what people think. And this okay. is probably leading into another point. But when people say, oh, you got that easy, or, or if my siblings chided me, I always tried to downplay and say, no, I didn't. I did my work. So it was always a way for me to explain um, how I got there and to prove
1: myself. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you again for your honesty. We need to start. I ask you to consider letting go of the... The news reporting, the making a judgment, being opinionated of the other people, whether they worked hard or not, Mm -hmm. and let go of that. This is, if it isn't directly, in my opinion, Karen, it's a cousin, it's a close second to you suffering from envy. And you came across that from honesty, Uh, you came across that honestly, I should say. Envy. Is something I wanted to tell you about, Karen. I sensed this when we Mm talked. Hardly any emotion, Karen, will kill your wealth and success Mm -hmm. faster than envy. Mm -hmm. And that is even finding disagreement with somebody who did or did not work hard. Mm -hmm. Karen, and those of you listening who can relate with Karen on this one, feeling envy tells the universe, and listen to this, it is unfair to whoever, the relative, the friend, the colleague, the TV movie star, whoever, to have so much fame and fortune or money. Mm -hmm. It tells the universe, and here's the kicker that there is only a finite amount of wealth, love, and happiness, success out there. That is, right. if they have it, there is not so much pie left over for me. That is I, that is unfair, and I feel angry. Does that make sense a little bit? Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay, this is a foot stomper, as we would say in college, and this is one I want you to uh, take back with you and begin letting go of the envy because envy was is as I mentioned earlier will tell the universe they have it all and I know I'm exaggerating a little bit. They have it all so there's very little left over for me, Karen. Therefore I'm angry I'm bitter. And guess what? Universe is a respecter of thoughts. It does not take a joke at all. And I know this is not humor. It's not my point. It takes literally everything you think as true. And so when you believe that's unfair what they've done, then universe is going to prove you right and, and detract from any ability, any chance of making money and prosperity. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it absolutely does, and even just to—it's been a, a lo- lot of years for me to even voice the word envy. But I think that a lot of people probably feel it, but it's just not a cool emotion to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I am saying it dear. because I think envy and resentment and and all that kind of stuff is a real undercurrent in a in a lot of people, and it's taken me a long time to be able to publicly voice that. Um, it's not comfortable to say, but I think that probably is one of the biggest roots of what I've got and you just hit on it and you made me say it.
1: And I you did. You said it. it. You said it. I'm proud of you and I want to say and I, I really am proud of you and you got that out on the table. In, uh, Karen, envy often comes from families and see if this resonates a little bit with you. comes from families where love was dished out conditionally from parents oh, and perhaps really. even from siblings yeah. there are parents or siblings who themselves have really never felt love felt the joy of validation for just being themselves who were somewhat angry and hurt for any number of reasons but that's their business in other words Karen you were not born as an envious woman. Woman, You know that, and I know that. And I'm here to tell you, you are gorgeous inside and outside. You are loving. You are smart. As I said earlier, you have a great personality. You are witty. You have self-confidence. You have an infinite amount of joy and happiness to share within yourself and with the world in that order. You are not short-changed. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. I'm putting, in, and I hear your voice changed again. And, I'm, and I, I'm glad I think we're connecting on this. And we're connecting on a lot of it. And you are so, so honest, and I appreciate that. And let me show you the antidote. And this is a little bit different from how you're raised. Again, listen to the show later on, so don't be concerned about remembering all this. Mm-hmm. The antidote to envy is to love, is to appreciate, and admire the most special woman on the planet, Karen. Karen, I want you to learn to fall in love with yourself and start writing yourself love letters to prove that to yourself. And those are private love letters not to be seen by anybody. List everything you appreciate about Karen. And I think that's where you're short-changed when you're raised by well-meaning parents and siblings. Uh, that's not their job. It's sad. It's regretful, but it is what it is. So I want you to list everything you can about Karen that you appreciate. And I know that list is long. Mm-hmm. When alone, I want you to look into the mirror and find at least five reasons for you to love Karen. And this is what I call self-celebration. Men and women who come from any type of abuse are short on feelings of self-celebration at no fault of their own. There is no one, no mate, no partner who can truly give a self-celebration like we can. Does that make sense, Karen? Yes, it does. Okay. So I want you to, and this is uh, something so important, that you begin to learn to appreciate yourself. And I know from what you shared with me, uh, how you were raised and what came up in your mind uh, um, about where you were, ju- your worth was judged based on how hard you worked or what kind of grades you got. Does this uh, ring um, a moment? We have we're going to break in a moment, but does this uh, ring some bells with you? Absolutely. Wow. We oui. huh. so. When we let go, we talked about several big things: envy, self-celebration. Now we're going to refocus your energy onto an abundant universe. And I believe you're—I feel some great energy coming from you. We're going to talk more about this when we come back after the break. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Karen McCoy. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts in the Paramount Channel of Voice America. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
0: on facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on facebook at voice america empowerment
3: have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is wealthythoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Richard Levy on Wealthy Thoughts with our dear friend Karen. And Karen came to us to talk about where is the old commercials be where's the beef, where's the money. I can teach this course on wealthy positive thinking. It's occurred to me I have manifested some material things in my life but not money and two big topics of which we just talked about today and presented to Karen are what I call self celebration loving and appreciating yourself and she's got some homework that she's going to start doing that and the other one was envy looking at other people who were doing well who were succeeding and I want to finish up the topic on Envy and then bring up what she talked about during the break, which you all did not hear. Karen, I think we're connected on this Envy thing and how deadly it is for, the, for you in terms of accumulating wealth. It's telling the universe, I'm not worthy. They have more money. They got it by a lot of work, not enough work. Uh, they did it too fast, whatever. All that judgmental Judgmental comments will come back to bite you, and you. I I know you're smart and you got it. So let me give you some homework after the show, and how about the rest of your life? Karen, when you see any woman or man, and that could be a friend, it could be a family member, or even a stranger to you, who becomes, let's just say, rich overnight, over five years, I don't care. I want you to retrain your mind to be sincerely, and I mean sincerely, happy, joyous, and thrilled for them on the one hand. On the other hand, now hold on when I want to suggest this to you. I want you to wish that man or woman much more success, wealth, fame, and fortune, two times, five times, or ten times what they have or what they accumulated, and begin to let go of your judgments and your opinions about them I hear that you have got a lot of opinions and judgments begin to let go of them they will bite you I promise you in fact I want you to take a 30-day vacation from making comments or judgments about anybody who has any kind of wealth any kind of life that's different from you and watch what happens as you begin to let go of that negativity back to this the antidote to envy in that wishing a successful man or woman even more success regardless of how they come up, come about wish them more be happy for them why Karen you are telling the universe there is enough prosperity for him for her for them for you and for me the universe is an infinitely abundant rich happy loving universe for with more than enough for all of us. Regardless of the economy or regardless of what you see and read in the newspaper, there is enough abundance for all of us. Does that make sense, Karen? Yeah, it absolutely does. Anything pop up in your mind as we talked about that? Well, I mean, mean, definitely I can even feel the
2: energy shift when I'm thinking about one person in particular and then when I send out to her, I want you to have more of and there are there are times when i have been able to do this but again the default button is there (laughs) i can do it for so long and then it just comes you know um traveling back at me at lightning speed uh well gosh what about me so uh, definitely i feel the energy shift and it's just putting it into action i think you know Mm -hmm. day after day
1: it is it is a day it's a Minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day challenge of which you are up to, you're capable, capable of handling and succeeding. And as I write about in my free daily prosperity message, when we're convinced that we're victorious in our mind, we're victorious outside of our mind. And I believe these new thoughts are going to help you refocus your attention. And what are we doing We're letting go of negativity, and as you let go of negativity more and more, you chip away at one at a time, you begin creating a vacuum. And what is filled in the vacuum? Positive energy, and positive energy equals money. Money, after all, is simply an idea. It's energy. And as you let go of the negativity and create a vacuum, and then begin doing your affirmations, your visualizations, you begin to feel wealth. You begin to feel prosperity, and you attract wealth and prosperity. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Karen, did you experience verbal abuse as a child?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sarcasm and um, condescending comments. It was always a way just to kind of keep me in
1: my place, for sure. Okay, good. Everybody get that? That's very, very happy, and I mean that ironically. How about this one? Were you made to clean the house? In fact, you mentioned to me your family had some kind of a buzzer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was
2: Cinderella for sure, and I just didn't know that that's how – I just thought that was the way it was supposed to be. But my brothers were boys, so they didn't have to do it. My sister uh, quickly moved out of the house Yeah, I had to clean. I had to do all the dishes, even if I didn't eat dinner. I actually stopped eating dinner with the family because I hated the cleanup process, and they would haul me out of my bedroom and make me do it anyways. But we had a funky little buzzer. We had a big house, and so we had a funky buzzer. My dad put on all the phones, so he had a code. He would buzz the buzzer from his bedroom upstairs, and two buzzes meant him and his wife wanted me to make coffee and bring it upstairs. So I was on buzz alert for most of my teens. My family still laughs about that.
1: And the way you're putting it, it is humorous. I think everybody would agree with that. But on a deeper side, it's very belittling in my opinion. I didn't
2: have a right to my own life. I felt really uh, constrained and um, confined. And it, it it made me feel, again, resentful and angry that I was of service and hence I went into jobs I guess that were of service too for years to come. I don't know if there's a link but it was awful.
1: There was, there is a link, and you're get, you're getting closer to a big point here. And you just said a moment ago that you were called the princess or a Cinderella. Am I correct on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I called myself Cinderella, but I was always kind of chided as being the princess by my my sister and um, some of my friends because I was an A student, and I, that was the way I found my worth was doing well and trying to get approval from my father. And um, so on one hand, I worked hard. But on the other hand, when I worked hard and got results, then I was teased.
1: Okay. That's no fun. The sarcasm, being teased. Mm -hmm. um, Sarcasm is the lowest form of humor. It is basically passive-aggressive behavior. And for those we have listeners around the world who may not understand that term, that means it's somebody who comes across with a sly comment, and it's under the carpet, and it's meant to be nice, but it's loaded with anger and hostility. And guess what? Whether Karen is 5 years old, 15, or 25 years old, or 35 – Any of us will pick up on that hate and anger from somebody, although they have a plastered smile on their face. So you're coming across now with a lot of emotion, and I'm feeling basically uh, the resentment and anger of the way you were brought up. And then, is this correct, you began... uh, You turned into a pleaser. You wanted to make everybody happy and you like to ask questions to control the conversations. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to stand out. I'd rather sit because I figured if I stood out, I would be attacked again. So I became a people pleaser at the expense of myself. And I think this is where a lot of the overworking to be a pleaser comes in too Um, just to be, yeah, just to be accepted.
1: Okay. Fantastic. What is fantastic? Your honesty, your openness. And I feel the anger that to control the conversation, you turned into a pleaser. Mm-hmm. You would ask questions before they'd have a chance to, uh, to become sarcastic. Karen, we call this, lack for lack of any other words, abuse. And I'm going to call this verbal abuse. That may be a little stronger than what you'd like to hear, but I believe you were abused. Would you agree with that? Yeah,
2: I yeah I def- I think so, yes. I didn't know for years that verbal abuse was a kind of abuse,
1: but, uh, yep, I can feel it for sure. Okay. Now, hang in there with me. You were, and I've talked to so many women on this sh- uh, show that have had sexual abuse, physical abuse, and verbal abuse. They all end up with verbal abuse, and in your case, it was verbal abuse with the sarcasm, the buzzer, the jealous sister, the angry brother, etc., So here's what I want you to do, and this is where I believe you're going to start unlocking the keys to wealth and success. I want you to get a tablet, and it'll cost $1 or $2 from the drugstore office supply. Mm -hmm. And I want you to start making a list and do this privately, Karen. Nobody around you, no alcohol, not late at night before bed. And I want you to start writing anger letters to your father. I know he's not with us anymore, the stepmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it w- that's correct. It was a stepmother, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, the the uh, the brother, the sister. Uh, once you write them anger letters, and this is not a blame them letter, it's an anger letter. And you write, I am angry that you were sarcastic to me. I am hurt that you did da da da. I am angry that I had to ask questions to avoid to get rid of my fear of being abused. And you've got lots and lots of anger underneath there. And I must promise you something, Karen. If you start writing these anger letters and let out the resentment and the anger, and I believe you got a lot of it, and you came across it, listen to me, you came across this honestly. No, You did not invent this, but it's time to put a halt to it, but you're going to have to let this anger out you write this anger letter. It could be one page. It could be 52 pages. You could write three pages today and that's enough. And then you need to take a walk. You need to read some poetry, listen to music, change your mood, pick up tomorrow. What you do when you complete the anger letter for the day, you burn it. That's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for letting go of their anger and then start again the next day. Do not let anybody see this. Of course, you do not mail it. You do not keep it around. Write anger letters until you start feeling peace, almost sorry for them. But we're not going to the point of feeling sorry for them, although they lost a chance to see Karen for how beautiful Karen is. I want you to, after you've let the anger out, to wish them thoughts of success, happiness, harmony, and joy. Why? You are now – and listen carefully, Karen – and everybody out there. You are making a decision to forgive them. For whose benefit? Not your father, your stepmother, your brother, sister, but for Karen's benefit. That's the only reason you're going to get into forgiveness mode. But you cannot begin forgiving until you let out this anger and, and this resentment from this belittling behavior. Look, well, give me some feedback. Yeah, uh
2: definitely because there's you can't yeah, you can't I I definitely am surprised and I've done a very good job of suppressing <laughs> that anger. I did a lot of counseling years ago in my 20s over this and there was a lot of emotion that came out. Um but I you know, I think there's still work to be done, right? It must be stuff floats to the surface over years again. And because I'm ready to go to the next step of financial abundance, this stuff I guess Needs to be finalized and cleared, and I'm surprised that it does. I'm surprised, it, I mean, but uh, I'm aware of it for sure. I
1: definitely, Karen, uh, I definitely feel it. Hold your thought. Keep take a snapshot. We got to go to break, but we're going to start right there when we come back. Promise you stay right there with me. Okay. I'm Richard Levy with uh, Karen McCoy. We're hitting some buttons on this anger deal. It's coming up again. Stay with us We'll be right with you, right back with you after the break.
0: Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy, Wealthy Thoughts, and we're talking today with Karen McCoy, and Karen wanted to know, where's the money? I've been studying all this wealth and prosperity thinking, and saying affirmations, but nothing showed up in the bank account. The salary, the money she's taking in stayed fairly constant. And just before we went to the break, Karen was talking about anger. I brought up uh the resentment and anger and the need from her, in my opinion, to release tons of anger and through anger letters. And Karen during the break, what did you just say to me about uh you did you thought you were over the anger. Please share with our audience.
2: I'm very good at diverting it and very good at hiding it. Uh, and just saying to myself, I can't be an angry person, I'm a very giving person, you know, I'm, um, my clients love me, but it's always kind of reared its head in my um, first marriage and in my current marriage, and both those lovely men have said to me, you have anger issues, and I just didn't buy it. It's like, well, no, I don't, I'm not slamming doors, I'm not stomping my feet, um, but I've been very good because... Being that good girl for approval, you're not supposed to be angry. I should be over it. There's that should word. You know, I've had this for 52 years. I, I can't still be angry. So it's, it's a surprise. It's not a surprise, but it is a surprise that it has that much weight in my lack of financial abundance.
1: It has a tremendous weight. and. Karen, I know you're going to understand this, but I've worked with lots of people on the show at seminars and through emails. Envy, we talked about earlier in the show, and now we're talking about anger. Those two emotions will kill. I'm sorry to be so blunt. Will kill prosperity and success mm-hmm. faster than you can say prosperity and success. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, as you and I agree, and I say this with softness and with gentleness, you came from an area from a background of abuse. Thank goodness it was not physical, mm-hmm. but sometimes emotional and verbal abuse is worse. One is not better than the other. Forgive me, ladies and gentlemen who've experienced physical abuse. The problem with emotional abuse, it's invisible. The verbal, the sarcasm, and Karen ends up being a denier. Did Karen invent? Is is that a decision she woke up with and said, I'm going to deny myself being angry? No, this is the family she was raised in. They did not discuss feelings, and she was not given permission to express her feelings. She was not given permission to be seen for who she was. She was criticized. She was put down. She was manipulated, and she was told to be the princess, the Cinderella, the pleaser. Angry people turn into pleasers. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. Okay, good. Uh, Karen, we have a caller on, uh, Chris Florida, who we talked with last week, would like to pop in and give some comments to you. Uh, Karen, hang on the line. Chris, go ahead, please. Richard, how are you doing? Fine, Chris. I love you. Thank you for piping in. I'm sure you follow the show with Karen. And we'll let Karen know what you're thinking, please.
5: Yeah, I was listening to the show, and boy, you, you are spot on with just about everything. Uh, one thing I want to let Karen know is that uh, I don't want her to feel alone in what's, what she's feeling. I mean, I get I get this a lot from people. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just got an email last week from a woman who said the same thing as Karen. Uh, she read every motivational book that she could lay her hands on, and, and she's not getting anywhere in life, and, and she just didn't understand why. And uh, part of it is I think you have to... I don't want to say you have to be patient, but everything comes in its own time. Uh, if you remember my story, I mean, when I was first learning the computer, it took me almost a year to get my first check. It was like eight, nine months, and that check was for $34. Huh. <laughs>
2: and,
5: I, and I just kept working at it and working at it and working. Other people start on a the computer, they get things in, in three months. Yeah. Okay, but one thing I noticed, you can't be concerned of what other people are doing. I I picked that up when I was listening to the show. Does uh, does that
2: make sense, Karen? Boy, yeah, that's that's a real big one, Chris. Yes, not being concerned. What oh boy, as a people pleaser, that's a real that's a real mountain. But yeah, I think you're bang on with that, and uh, that's something I really have to work on because that's seeing people judging me, even if they're not. I'm putting out there that I think they're judging me.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you you can't. Uh, judge your life on what other people are doing I mean you can't measure it on what other people are doing if somebody's going to make good in, in three months another person is going to take a year you might take two years but it's, it's going to eventually come and that you, you truly have to believe that you truly do
1: thank you well, no, that's yeah that's amazing thank you thank you dear Chris we love you we embrace you and
5: thank you call anytime love hearing from you buddy Karen keep yeah. it up it'll come believe me <laughs>
2: Okay, Chris, I will. <laughs> I'm okay, not a quitter. Yeah.
5: Good. That's why I like Thank you. Thank you,
1: Chris. Thank you. Bye, Richard. Thank you. Bye, Chris. Thank bye you for bye. calling. Bye-bye, Chris. Thank you. Bye. Makes sense. That, and Chris was talking about uh enfor- <laughs> emphasizing about uh focusing on other people and you and I talked about a moment ago When either, if there's anger towards people, write them an anger letter. Don't mail it. Don't meet with them and tell them about the anger. That only goes down the tubes. And if there's somebody who's successful, then I want you to wish them prosperity and and joy. And when you walk down the street uh, and you see somebody, I know you're in a smaller town than Chicago, but when you see somebody walk down the street a stranger, wish them success, wish them prosperity, wish them joy. Mm -hmm. so that you start getting out of the old mode of envy or they should have worked harder or should not have. Let's let go of the shoulds. Does that make sense, Karen? Yeah, it sure does, yes. Very clear. Okay. Now, I want to, uh, before we're getting uh, near the end of the show today, my gosh, it has gone so fast, Um, remember to... uh, Practice what I call self-celebration. So begin falling in love with Karen. And not only is I sensing your anger, but the ex-husband your current husband have picked up in the anger. And remember, for you, Karen, and for those of you out there, those of us who deny our feelings, learn that. That's a learned behavior. So acknowledge the anger and start writing the anger letter and let it out and then wishing those people Success and happiness and joy, and you had mentioned that uh, you have issues sometimes meeting with other women, not men, in terms of conversation, coffee, mm-hmm. and I, what I want you to do. I want to drop this in um, in a couple minutes le- left, Karen. Next time you meet with a, a girlfriend, a, or several women, and that anxiety comes up that you're going to be judged, manipulated, or criticized, I want you to anticipate that in your mind and re- in in your mind, and let you acknowledge that I am anticipating, expecting to be criticized, put down, and manipulated, made fun of. Don't need to spend ten minutes on that. But acknowledge that yourself, and that will relax you, and and it will start building your muscles. You're a very physically fit woman, and I know that makes sense about the mental muscles. So uh, does that make sense?
2: Yeah, so you're saying just by acknowledging
1: it will help to free it. Exactly. It sure will. and. Uh, email me if you have any questions on that Karen uh, because uh, that's that will help you get over that and feel more comfortable and and uh, if anybody comes up to your mind that you're angry about it before you meet with women, write an angry letter and get rid of it. Okay. Karen, I want to thank you so much. You are so honest, so open with us today, and I want to embrace you. And if any of our listeners want to contact Karen, send me an email, and I'll pass it on to you, Karen. What we talked about today is not only for Karen's benefit, but also for those of you who have had little to no results with affirmations, visualizations, and um And picturing success is certainly a work in progress. That's what Chris is talking about. But thinking thoughts of prosperity, then getting envious, angry, worried about the bank account will not – help you become a wealthy woman. Karen, thank you so much for being with us today. Send me your home address. I'm going to send you a signed copy of my book. Mm -hmm. I want you to read it, study it, and give me any questions you have. Would you do that for me? Oh, thank you so much.
2: Yes, absolutely I will. And thank you so much for this time and having me on. And um, gosh, like a thousand awakenings. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Listen to the show. We're going to send you the link tonight and you can listen to the show again. Let me know of any questions. Thank you so much, Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Thank you for being with us. Come see us in New York and Chicago for our seminar. We enjoyed having you with us. Remember, folks, where you place your focus, your attention, what you talk about, what you write about, what you think about is what you attract into your life. Why not choose to constantly place your attention on success, wealth, happiness, love? I'll see you next Monday for another episode of Wealthy Thoughts. And remember, please, to love cherish and appreciate the most important person in your life that is you goodbye from chicago bye-bye
0: thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on wealthy thoughts please join host richard levy again next monday at noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern time and 2 p.m central time on the voice america empowerment channel and this week think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others.
3: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.